This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark, and with me today is Jess... Evans? Evans. Sorry, I, I did it before where I, th- I thought of, of the other name that I knew you by, your, mm-hmm. your, your, your former, I don't know how you say that, I guess. Maiden. Former, may, may, yeah. Anyway, we'll go from there. Uh, so Jess uh, and I were put in contact by Michelle um, from a couple weeks ago. And um, so how long, have you, how long have you known her? Um, just within this last year, within since I started year. going, yep, just since I started going to Lighthouse. Okay. And so you go to Lighthouse. We've had a, we've had a bunch of people on here from Lighthouse, uh, great church here in Glen Burnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, ha- and you've been going there for about a year then too? I started going, um, last February. Last February. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we kind of just realized that we went to church together before as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was the, you know, youth pastor at, at abundant life and you went there and after we started talking we kind of we kind of realized that we had some other connections right yeah so that was pretty interesting you know how time flies that's been 15 years now right (laughs) so it's it kind of it kind of just goes i i i mean uh i was talking to somebody else today and we we were talking about a song that came out when when i was in college that was 20 years ago now yeah, it feels it. Time just flies by. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, I actually was um at my high school. Uh, was it last? I can't remember if it was last night, the night before that. And my high school reunion is going to be next year. My twenty-year high school reunion, I should yeah. say. I shouldn't claim that, but yeah. <laughs> mine was mine was this past year. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it, it, it does just. Lie. It feels it feels so so long ago, but yeah. it also feels like it took no time to get here. So yeah. you know, yeah. my son's eleven now. I, I'm, I'm, it's hard to believe that 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 time time goes by. So yeah, it, you know, it's it's always interesting. You know, especially when you find connections and find things that happen in in the past. So mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and my time at Abundant Life was fantastic. It, it made me who I am today, and 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 put me here in this house and and everywhere else uh, that I am, and I'm very very thankful for that. So, but here at Amazed by God, we we like to talk about stories that God has done in our lives. You know, whatever it is, it helps to grow other people's faith. So I asked you today, what has God done amazing in your life? Well, um, I actually started going to Abundant Life when I was 13. Um, I was asked to go to youth group there. Um, a friend of mine, um, I was in home at class and I met, um, uh, we were baking and, um, I was a friend of a girl that was baking with me and she said, would you like to go to youth group? And I said, youth group, um, sure. And so I went to youth group with this girl, but I actually didn't, I got saved actually, 
Um, I was going to a church called um, Central Christian Assembly. Have you ever heard of that church? Oh, I've been to Central many a times. Okay. I actually ran into the pastor the other day and was talking to really? him. Really? I was wondering if you knew of Central. This, I, I kind of had a feeling because you know of a lot of churches. You know, I, I went to Eastern. I, I got saved at Eastern, which okay. is part of the assemblies as well, too. So okay. it was Abundant Life. So, you know, in Dundalk in the hood. Yeah. Um, so Central and us and Eastern back then did a lot together. Okay. So, and actually Central's... Central's youth group met every week and my youth group met every other week. So we would okay. go to Central on our off weeks. Okay. So I went to Central's youth group for a while myself for about uh, two they're years. They're an amazing church. I, so so well, I ride in the Ron Surratt. Sorry. Ron Surratt. So they had a master's commission. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about um, master's. I haven't thought about master's commission mm-hmm. in a long time. Yep, that's where that's the church that I actually got saved at. Oh, okay. Um, so I was actually 12, um, and that's... I mean, so that's really where I got saved was Central Christian Assembly. Um, my mom was, so my parents got divorced when I was 10. Um, and that's that's when my parents really, really got divorced. And um, I'm in the middle of, th- there are three of us girls. Um, I have another sister, but there are three of us girls when I was growing up. Um, my parents got divorced. My dad actually got custody of me and my mom took the, my other two sisters. Um, my childhood was kind of rough growing up. Um, my mom was a pretty serious addict. Um, but my dad, I hate the term lesser of two evils, but that really is what, what, what it was. Um, so my dad was the one who was really working and my mom really was a pretty serious addict. Um, so I saw my dad as sort of the one that was like, oh, I think I'll go with him. Yeah. Um, so... I didn't know that my mom was going to get saved. You don't really know that as a child. So I thought, you know what, I really want to go with my dad. But I didn't realize that, you know, two years later when I went to Central Christian Assembly, you know, um, I didn't realize my mom was going to get saved. So Mm -hmm. when I chose to go with my dad, looking back, I thought, wow, you know, I thought when I was at church, um, so my mom was still really involved with my life. And I thought... Um, when I was standing there in that church, um, it was a big youth group function, and I remember seeing Master's Commission put on this huge drama, and they did these amazing, I don't know if you, you know, you know <laughs> yeah, these. Yeah, I know what they are, yeah. Master's Commission was just so cool to me. Like, as a 12-year-old, you know, you're, you're seeing these people in their 20s, and they're going out, like, onto the streets, and, you know, they would take these people along with them, and they go to, like, they go to, like, Preakness, and out onto the, into these big, huge things, and so I remember as a child thinking, I want to be like them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I just remember thinking to myself, I was so happy that I remember seeing my mom get herself together. I was so proud of her. Um, I'm really making a long story short because my childhood was kind of just kind of crazy and chaotic and um, I'm condensing it for you because it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was just kind of, it, yeah. it was crazy. Um, but I was really grateful. I was grateful that she had met some really good friends at that church and so she brought us girls there. But um, it, was, it was awesome to me um, to see that. And so, uh, so that, was, uh, that was where I got saved. And, and then later on was when my friend uh, brought me to ALC. And then I started going That's to the youth group. Abundant Life, just for, Sorry, for excuse people. Sorry, yeah, so. us, uh, <laughs> <laughs> us Abundant Life people, we, we shorten it. Yeah. So when I, I went to Abundant Life from the time I was 13 until I was 19, and later on down the road, I um, ended up being a youth group leader, I sang on the worship team. Um, Abundant Life became my safe haven. Um, that's where I started to really find a place to escape 
because when I was living with my dad and my stepmom, excuse me, my dad remarried, um, what happened was my dad ended up remarrying a, another addict. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually had a son, um, my stepbrother, and my dad ended up having two more children, my, my brother and my, um, my sister. And so I became the older of that portion of the family, the older child. And so I had a lot of responsibility. Um, so that became really hard on me. Um, I was grateful for being in church. I was grateful for having that part of my life. And so um, I really quickly realized that um, church, again, like I said, church became my safe haven. Like that's where I went. That's where I turned to. That's where I went to escape from my, my home life. Yeah. Um, and so um, when I went back home, I had nothing but chaos, you know, um, that's where things were kind of crazy. My stepmom, she did work. Um, she actually, um, she worked at a prison. Um, and when she came back home, she drank at least a case of beer a day. Mm -hmm. Um, so that quickly turned to, um, things getting out of control. Um, long story short, my dad and my stepmom divorced. And um, when I graduated from high school, so, so they divorced, and um, I'm, I'm trying to condense that for you, too. So my, my stepmom ended up um, falling, I don't want to say fall in love. She actually um, marrying um, one of the inmates that was in the prison that she was with. And... Um, she ended up dying a couple of years later from a drug overdose. Um, and um, so my dad got custody of my brother and sister. Um, so that was, um, that was one of the hardest things that I actually ever had to witness because when I look back now, um, so I look at like the portions of my life. So I was with my mom and my dad for 10 years. They got divorced. I lived with my dad and my stepmom for nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they, they were separated and then they got divorced. Um, I actually left and I ended up dating this guy who, um, lived in West Virginia. I moved to West Virginia after I graduated from high school for him. Um, we ended up separating and not being together, but what took me out there was him. And even though we weren't together, um, I ended up going to Bible college from it. Um, so what led me out there was him, but then it actually led to somewhat of a good thing. Um, and Bible college ended up being amazing for me. Um, so, um, I loved being out there and going to Bible college. Um, losing my, my stepmom was really hard for me. I'm sorry that I I got kind of mixed up because I forgot to tell you that, um, a year after, um, not actually, it was a little bit short of a year after my stepmom, um, passed away, my stepbrother, um, my stepbrother actually ended up taking his life. Um, and that was actually one of the biggest devastations to our family as well. And so it just ended up, it ended up being a trickle effect for our family um, which is just one of the things that we all really notice that mm-hmm. um, addiction causes. Yeah, you, 
one drop in the pool and it's just there's ripples and they just keep coming and coming and coming it seems sometimes yeah um and so when I went out uh, when I went out to Bible college um I was really noticing that that I kind of started really diving into everything that I learned when I was in youth group everything that I learned that I I just kind of started diving into the word. I started diving into getting close to God. Um, all the stuff that happened from my childhood, all the stuff that happened from losing my stepmom and losing my stepbrother, I got really, really close to God. Um, and it was a really good time for me. Um, and um, I, met, I met some really good friends out there. Um, I was, um, uh, first of all, I was going to college. I was teaching in the school. We had a Christian school out there. Mm-hmm. I was living in the dorms. Um, and so, yeah, it was awesome. I had an amazing time out there. But something happened. Um, you know, we all have a moment of weakness. Um, we all have those times in our life. And in the summertime, there was like we all, there was like a little bit of a break. So um, I went out into the woods one time. And um, I don't know. I was just feeling a little bit depressed. And so I called my mom. And I was like, Mom. I don't know what's going on with me, but I just want to come home. And she's like, it's okay. You can come home. It's summertime. It's fine. Just go come home for the summer. So that's what I did. I came home for the summer. And she said, just go back after the summer. It's no big deal. And actually, what what happened was I started smoking, (laughs) started smoking Uh cigarettes. And she said, you're just having a hard time. It's no big deal. Just come home. Well, I came home, and I never went back. And I knew that I just was really struggling. Like, I didn't know what was going on, but I was really struggling. And when I came home, that's when I started, um, that's when I started dating my now Mm ex-husband. And um, that's when I realized that when you start to take your focus off of God and you really start to get sidetracked and start to take your focus off of God, all you do is give that little bit of a window and that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. And literally that was a summertime. And in November, um, I started dating my ex-husband and (laughs) this is no disrespect to my ex-husband because we actually get along really well now. Um, But in November, I started dating my ex-husband and by January, I was pregnant with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, not only was I pregnant with my daughter by January, but... I was also losing my vision. Um, I actually was going blind within a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with a pretty serious condition um, called pseudotumor cerebri, and I had um, emergency eye surgery. I was sick. A couple of months later, um, I ended up having a brain shunt put in um, at Johns Hopkins. Within a couple of months, everything spiraled, spiraled out of control, and um, I was married, pregnant, losing my vision, um, had dropped out of Bible college. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, so I saw very quickly how um, within six months, I was in Bible college and doing really well. My relationship with God was thriving, and then boom, everything was just... A hot mess yeah. is basically how it is. Um, you didn't. Do you think you didn't deal with the symptoms of, you know, your mother and your stepbrother and everything sure. else? And you know, I, when you don't deal with, when you only deal with the symptoms of it, 
and not the root cause. Like, yeah. Sorry, you were you were dealing with the symptoms, so you were kind of running away and, and floundering, and, and you didn't didn't deal with the the root cause of that, and it, it led you down a path that you probably didn't want to go down right away. Um, you know, and from from there. Absolutely. So one thing that I was thinking about this morning, and I was really praying about. Um, what I wanted to talk about and something that has been a common thing theme in my life has been um, I I noticed that everyone wants to um, to feel loved mm-hmm. you know everyone wants to feel some kind of love in their life and we also all don't know how to you know, we don't know how to love ourselves too yeah um, so I don't know what it was um, feeling that like moment of weakness and I think that that's what it was, is that I felt some kind of weakness. You know, it was turning to feeling loved. Um, I was, being in college, I mean, I was definitely thriving with my relationship with God. Um, even in youth group, when I was, in, when I was yeah. going to youth group, I was, I mean, I had friends. And even though my life was chaotic at home, I had great friends, you know. Like I said, I was, um, I was on the worship team, and I had great friends in youth group. But I was lacking love from my dad uh, because everything was chaotic at home. Um, I had parents that were addicts, you know what I mean? Um, But I think a lot of times people just don't, people just don't know how to reach out and let God love them. You know what I mean? And so it's easy to get distracted. Yeah, when when you don't have really, and I mean, when you don't have parents that love you, you know, and and grew up, my dad died when I was, when I was nine, I struggle with what it's like to have a father sometimes, you know, and and my dad, nothing was wrong with my dad. My dad, you know, had cancer most of my life and everything else. But, you know, when people talk about heavenly father, sometimes I I just, I don't understand sometimes. And, and, you know, the love of a father, you know, I don't, I don't completely get that Mm -hmm. sometimes. So I can understand exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. And so everything, so this year has really brought everything to, um, everything to I don't know fruition or whatever like to this year has it's all can't come crashing down for me so um so to bring a long long story short for me um I was married for 10 years we got divorced um and then being being a single mom and being separated you know that's really stressful Mm -hmm. um working two jobs um not seeing my kids was really stressful. Um, and so I got really depressed and, um, I always said, I'm not going to turn to alcohol. I'm not going to be like my parents. I was the one who was not going to be like my parents, Mm -hmm. you know, but now looking back, I see moments in my life where I turned to alcohol. I just didn't realize it. Um, I wasn't like, like everyone else was who it was like, so, um, so much a part of my life, but, um, really there are moments where I see where it was a lot a part of my life. So um, there, so last year, um, the 28th of January, I actually got a DUI um, and it was really bad. Um, I totaled my car and I totaled um, the car that I hit and it was a a really bad accident. Um, But the reason why I actually got the DUI is because um, I was so depressed that um, I ended up going out one night and um, it was unlike nights where you just like go out with your friends and you're drinking and you know like my kids were with their dad on the weekend and everyone goes out with your friends and has a couple drinks you know um, 
not everyone, but I mean, I was known to do that where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you go out with your friends for um, a couple of drinks. But that night I was so depressed that I just thought, you know what, I'm just so tired of working, working, working and not seeing my kids. Um, I'm just tired of it. Um, if this is what life's going to be like, I'm tired of doing that. So I just sat and drank for so many hours. I think it was like nine until two in the morning. Um, but normally I'm pretty careful. Um, I didn't, I didn't care that night. Um, I didn't, I didn't take precautions. Um, I didn't take it, take an Uber. I didn't do mm-hmm. any of that. Um, the, the repercussions were pretty bad. Um, and so I ended up having to, um, ended up having to do a weekend in jail. Um, I ended up having to be on probation. Um, I ended up having to have a device in my car for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And my kids had to pay the price for those kinds of things. Um, and what ha- what happened from it was that um, it, it sent me back to crying out to God, saying, I need my life changed. Yeah. Um, and so what also happened from it was that um, it brought my family back together. Um, my mom and my dad get along now. <laughs> um, I didn't have a relationship with my dad for years. I didn't have a great relationship with my mom for years. Yeah. Um, and all of that's changed now. Um, and so, yeah, I'm extremely grateful. But what also happened from it was that it made me look back um, onto a lot of things. Number one, um, another thing that I didn't bring up was that in between uh, my two kids, I had a miscarriage, mm-hmm. um, something that is crazy. Um, your church, actually. Yeah, the church that I started. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, 10 years ago, um, actually reached out to um, my ex-husband and I and helped us it, during that miscarriage. Um, something that 10 years later, you and I talked about. Yeah, yeah, and kind of in the pre-interview, we, we realized that as well, too. Yeah. Um, so 10 years later, you and I talked about this a couple of, what, last, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just amazing. And so I had a miscarriage four and a half months in after a surgery, that, that condition that I had. Um, I had a surgery that was um, just because of that condition, and they went in, and the baby wasn't alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up having to take that baby out. That baby would have been 10 by now. Yeah. You know, and you guys reached out and helped us. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I mean, honestly, if somebody came to me and said, hey, there was somebody that we know um, that's going through something, and uh, I don't directly remember what we did. Uh, you know, as, as a pastor, sometimes you don't know every ins and outs of all that's going on. Um, but that was definitely something that we wanted to we wanted to be about. That was that was something that we we as a church had always done. So uh, I hope it did help. I hope that yeah, I, yeah. I, I I'm guessing food came your way. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know so that sorry. that's okay. Um, that's that was you know and and I I you know I'm I'm not exactly sure. I, you know if it was if it was more than that. If it was people coming over. If it was money or whatever. No, you guys are the listen. You guys are the only ones that helped us, and. I didn't talk to just about anyone during that time. Mm-hmm. And um, and so there's been a lot that's happened in the last <laughs> decade and a lot of years, actually. And so all I can say is that um, what's crazy is that the, the theme that I'm realizing is that God will bring you to your knees <laughs> to help you to look for him mm-hmm. and to look up at him if that's what it takes. You know what I mean? It, all of us take something to get 
he gets our attention in some way, somehow, some way, whatever it is. And unfortunately for some people, it's rock bottom. You right. Know? Unfortunately for some people, they never even listen, you know, but you have, you, you, you seem to have answered the call. Hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately you might have to pay, you know, you had to pay some, some penalty for that, you know, spending a, a weekend in jail and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but it could have been a lot worse too. Oh my gosh. But I am so, number one, I'm grateful. And if I can say anything, um, I can say this, um, I'm doing really well. I'm blessed. My kids are healthy. Um, my ex-husband and I get along. He is in church. I am in church. Um, we're blessed and I can't be more thankful for the things that I have. Um, I've come really far. Um, and I am super thankful for the things that I have. I'm thankful that I hate that it took the things that it did to get me where I am today, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm thankful that I have Jesus in my life and, um, I can't be more happy to have a relationship with God right now. And, and I, I I wouldn't trade it. I don't, I don't like that. I had to go through Mm -hmm. what I did, but I'm blessed to have Jesus and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So would you say that, I mean, through all of that, you know, you, you have seeked and found a, a deeper level with him Absolutely. because of all of this. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I, I had a friend who had a friend and I know that's one of those weird statements. And, um, uh, th- this gentleman that I knew through someone else, um, had a brain tumor, you know, when he was younger and, uh, you know, at one point he said, you know, if, if, if it was between giving the brain tumor back or knowing God the way that I do now, I'll keep the brain tumor. Yeah. And sometimes when I hear stories like yours, you know, you, you knew it all. You've been there. You've, you've dug in deep. But because of consequences, because of other things, you've now come to a deeper knowledge of him. You know, yeah, it could have, could have turned out differently. You know, you could have did things differently. But right now, the way you are, the path you've chosen, one, you've chosen to learn and, and dig into God so much deeper because of this stuff that you went through and, and, and you, some of your mistakes, you know, some other things that happened and, and, you know, that were out of your control. Um, but you seem to dug in so much deeper with God than probably you ever have. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like now I, I've learned a lot of lessons. Um, and the biggest lessons are that number one, God has to come first. And here's here's one thing that I really have learned. It's really hard to say I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to let those words come out of my mouth. Um, but this last year, the word codependent has been a theme in my life, mm-hmm. like learning what that actually means. Yeah. I've learned that um, going to church and with the, the wonderful women and men, but like a lot of godly women have been put in my life. Um, but learning to say, I'm actually, Hey Jess, you're a control freak. So just learn it and accept it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and learn to let go of the control. And, um, because you don't need to be a control, but I know that I am. And I know that I have to just let go of the control and let God be in control. It's hard to say it. You know, sometimes you just have to just accept it. And every single day I have to die to the things that I have to just let go of the control, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I make mistakes. Every day I'm going to make mistakes and just try to just deal with it and just every day try to 
be new and, and get rid of the things that I have to, you know, mm-hmm. we're not perfect. We're never going to be and move on with it. You know what I mean? And I try to just do what I can and, and that's, that's that, you know? Well, thank you very much for sharing. I really <laughs> do appreciate it. Um, and it, it's awesome that we have <laughs> experience and met through somebody else, you know, that, yeah, no that we, we have a, a past experience. So here at Amazed by God, we kind of just end with two questions because we like to get to know you and, and help out with, uh, help, you know, grow our faith in this way as well too. So is there any Bible story, Bible character, uh, verse, uh, that means something to you and why? Yeah. So, um, one story that really is important to me through one of the series that we did at our church is definitely um the uh, man at the pool of bethesda okay um that actually is one that came um i actually got rebaptized um mm-hmm. this year and it's um specifically john 5 6 to 9 um so yeah, so I actually wrote about it in my journal. But yeah, that's definitely the one that's really important to me. Um, I would say it's the most relevant because I I actually wrote about it on my, my card that you, or poster that you um, that you turn when you um, get rebaptized. I mean, I wasn't 38. I'm not quite there yet. But um, yeah, I just really was, like I said, super depressed. And I just needed to get myself to um, pick up my mat and walk. And give us that verse again. Um, well, it's... The verses. It's yeah. a, well, th- the one that was important to me was John 5, 6 to 9, um, when he when, when the man at the pool of Bethesda actually specifically got up and, and, walked. and walked. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. And we end with a song because music kind of runs our, our lives. We always have music around. And it can touch us in ways that other things can't. So is there a song, Christian or non, that has touched you? Um, I I like the too many, so many. <laughs> um, I've been really into Phil Wickham, right? Yeah. We talked about this, if I pronounce it right. Um, I've been really into Phil Wickham a lot. I like the I like the song Anthem. Um I've been playing that. Is on that one of his newer songs? I think so. Oh, okay. But don't quote me on that. Because it's not one that I'm familiar with. But um, I'm familiar with his older stuff, so I don't know it, so I'm assuming that it's I really, newer. yeah, I really like that song, Anthem, a lot, and I've been playing it on repeat a lot, so, but I really encourage anyone that likes music in general to listen to Phil Wickham. Yeah, uh, Canons, uh, if you want a worship song, uh, I believe it's his first album. He may have had an EP before that. Um, but Cannon's, uh, my church, Restoration, uh, the, the church that I planted, played Cannon's probably once a month. I mean, it was, it was one of those ones that was on repeat, you know, and, um, I just, you know, my youth group did it as well too. It was just, just, you know, he has a way with words, you know, looking, listening through all of his music, he has a way with words that is, 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 is quite amazing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he was just here too. If you didn't know, he was, well, he was down in DC about three <sighs> weeks ago. Yeah, sorry. I've been thinking, um, yeah. yeah, so he was at, uh, McLean Bible church, okay. uh, I guess, Virginia, Northern Virginia. Yeah. But, uh, um, 
so I, I, I had other plans that night, so I didn't get to go, but I did think about going. So, but anyway, thank you very much for being here. I really, really do appreciate this. And uh, so for Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library, uh, this is your host, Mark, and we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.